I'm caps lock different. It's facts, not fiction. Said I black out for real, then the track gone missing. If it's cap, I'm dipping. We ain't talking about a move, then it's flatline finished. When I spaz, I'm grinning. Pull a peel off in the Sadies, and I pass by spinning. It's perks with the slate, but I don't have my skinnage. Took a quick trip, and now I'm back home winning. And I see they eyes pop like I snack on spinach. Pull up to the spot, she try and grab my digits. I'm already eight shots, a henny past my limit. Here you go. Hazards with a dash full of tickets. I'ma act like I don't see them like I bad eye vision. Y'all can't pass my what's up guys welcome back to episode 170 of psychotic and iconic pause here along with my co-host nick theories and philly phil thank you to everybody that's tuned into the live stream tonight if you haven't done so already please go ahead and share it thank you to everybody that likes follows, and subscribes to all of our platforms i just noticed i don't have my hat on today my mp sport helmet hat. yeah my helmet oh my you're not gonna off. be on your game no nah, i'm always on my game don't fucking do me like that is your volume off my volume's off did on you your hear game it? did you hear it on your game did you hear it no. All right. I had to ask, though. Why? If you didn't hear it, I you don't have to, to ask. It could have been on low. Could have been, but it ain't. You never know. It ain't. It ain't. It isn't. I'm back. No, you're not. You I'm back. Helmet. You don't have the helmet. Actually, I never left. Fuck that. <laughs> I sure. never left. You're not circumcised today. That's crazy. <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's get into it. this shit, man. So NFL.com released their top five offenses um, in order. 49ers, number one. Chiefs, number two. Bills, number three. Regular. Eagles number four, Jags number five. Ugh. You think this is accurate? This this is the worst <laughs> list I've ever seen in my life. No oh, cat. I gotta be honest with you. This is really embarrassing for NFL.com to release this list because I don't even have the Niners as a top five offense. Hell no. And I understand the skill position players and I get it, but they got Brock Purdy. And to me, there's still questioning marks at the uh, quarterback position there. So for me, like I get the weapons, but Debo. He 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 got to like 65 catches a year. Ayuk is an up and coming player. Kittle he blocks half the time. CMC he's almost he's gonna he's guaranteed to miss a couple games. Like I I, I get like you know they're loaded at the skill position players, but at the same time, ain't no way in hell on what planet this team is number one in the rankings. I, it's beyond me. I think it's disrespectful to the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Jags. And other teams that we'll talk about when we give our list. But yeah, this is this is a sickening list. I thought the same thing. I just I don't understand the 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 love affair to the 49ers anymore. It, it, it's it's unbelievable. It's a love. Fest. I mean, the Chiefs should be in there, the Eagles should be in there, and the Jags should be in there. The Bills shouldn't be in there, and neither should the 49ers. Like, not for nothing, but the Bills offense isn't that good. It's just Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got Stefan Diggs, but like you don't really have a strong wide receiver, too. Diggs are out. Things are out. You don't really have a strong wide receiver, too. Your running back is okay. And then, like, the 49ers, again, I don't – so Brock Purdy was the last pick in the draft. He just had uh, surgery on his elbow. He played nine games. Why, why are they the number one offense? <laughs> I don't get it. I really don't understand no, it, just, bro. Like, what am I missing here? Yeah, you know what's funny, though, is that, like, when we drop these clips for these for, for, for this episode, the Niner fans are going to be on us like fucking flies on shit because they are the most relentless fan base that I've 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 seen so far on social media. Because they're just they're just salty. No, I think just think I just think they're all delirious. I don't know what it is over there. I just think that the water is different over there. They're all delirious and Stop they're coming it. It, it, whoa, 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 oh shit! <laughs> it's got something in the water, bro. But it, I, I, yeah, it, this is this is. Uh, I was shocked to see the NFL.com releases. This is quite embarrassing. This is really embarrassing. I mean, 
they, everybody on the internet calls us amateurs and we're casual fans. We would never put the Niners in number one. So what the fuck are we talking about here? Never. <laughs> if anything, you should question the NFL.com for being casual fans because this is crazy. When I saw it, like, I was just staring at it. I'm like, it has to be a typo because I genuinely don't understand. Like, what, what, what gives you the impression that the 49ers are a top five offense? They don't have a better core than the Eagles. And not I, for I, nothing, they, like, Brandon Ayuk, he's not a one. Debo Samuel, he's not a one either. He's a gadget guy. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Samuel Samuel is not a lineup at the numbers and tear you apart. He is a gadget player that plays perfectly in Kyle Shanahan's system. And that's the reason that he wanted that money when he was fighting with the contract because he he lines up in the backfield as a running back. Mm -hmm. So, like, you don't have a true number one wide receiver there. I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put him as a number one wide receiver. The guy had 94 targets and 56 catches last year. That to me, that's that's middle of the pack wide receiver. He's just a good gadget guy because he's a good runner. He can run the routes and all that. But again, he's not lining up on the numbers and going one-on-one with a cornerback. That's not his game. I can argue Zay Jones had a better year last year. He did. Zay Jones did. And you can call me crazy. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to get a lot of shit for that. But you you can call me crazy all you want. But the guy he produced last year, 82 catches uh, on 121 targets, and he had five touchdowns. Okay? Like, yeah. Like, to me, like, he had a better year. And the receiving aspect, like I understand Debo is, is an explosive runner, but if I, if I put his rushing yards and his receiving yards together, they don't even line up to Zay Jones. And if I added his rushing touchdowns along with his receiving touchdowns last year, which was five, it is, it equals the same amount as Zay Jones. So for me, yeah, like he's a good name because he's flashy. He makes the highlight plays. But he is not a guy that if you put him on the outside, I am not worried for him to to no. completely tear my defense apart. I, I, I just I, I just don't see it. I get more scared of Debo Samuel in the backfield than I do absolutely lined up as a wide receiver. Absolutely. He's great at that. That's what he's great at. And I and like he's a good player, yeah. but to put him in this in this category where he's gonna uplift the Niners to being one of the best offenses in the league, number one, like I get they have CMC and Kittle. But at the same time, like like I said, Kittle last year, I watched him. He had a great year, like towards the end. But for you know, majority of the games, he was blocking a lot and stuff like that. So like I understand that, and I think you know, Kittle's a fantastic player. I think Ayuk's an up and uh, up and coming player, and CMC, like yeah, he's a good player. He's a great player. He can catch, he can run, he could do all those things. But at the quarterback position, you have Brock Purdy. You, you're telling me Brock Purdy is leading the number one offense in the, in the NFL right now? No. I, I just I, I have a hard time believing that. And I think it's disrespectful to Patrick Mahomes that he's that he's behind Brock Purdy led offense. Crazy. Brock Purdy's not even a top fifteen quarterback. Crazy. You think, I think it's, he's not a top twenty? I think it's disrespectful to the Eagles too as well. Uh, disrespectful to the Bills. It's disrespectful to the Chargers. The it's, Bengals. So give me your top five offenses going into twenty three in order. I got the Chiefs number one. Um, Mahomes, Kelsey. To me, like. Until you beat them and figure it out, they're number one. Two, I got the Eagles. Best, uh, they have the best offensive line. They have AJ Brown. They got um, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, who's a five, a top five tight end. Yeah, they lost Miles Sanders, but they also got DeAndre Swift. He could also play a big role in this offense. Love the Eagles. Number two, three Bengals. Four, I got the Bills here. Five, I got the Jags. I wanted to actually put the Jags four because I actually like their offensive skill position players better than the Bills. But I, I like the quarterback better in Josh Allen than Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion, right now. So, number one, I got the Bengals. Uh, between Jamar Chase, T. Wow. Higgins, I think you have two wide receiver ones. Joe Burrow, you have the second-best quarterback in the league. And you got Joe Mixon, who's still a top-10 rusher, probably towards the number 10 mark. But 
even either way, he's a top 10 runner. I just think that they have a prolific offense. They're loaded all over the place. But their line is the question mark. They are, but Joe but Burrow really is good. so good, he just negates it. I agree. It doesn't even matter. Number two, I have the Eagles. They have the best offensive line. They have two number one wide receivers. Deion, they lost Miles Sanders, yeah, but DeAndre Swift is better than Miles Sanders. Mm. You added Rashad Penny, and you still got Gainwell. And they're saying that Gainwell might even be the starter at some point because he's because he's playing so well. Um, number three, I had the Jags. Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence this year wow. is taking a huge step. I think he's going to be in the MVP conversation. Um, I think between Calvin Ridley's return, Christian Kirk showed you last year that he can operate as a one. You got ETN. You got Bigsby coming in. Uh, I love the Jags this year. I think that the Jags are in for a really big year mm -hmm. with Trevor Lawrence. Number four, I have the Chiefs. I get it, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, but I'm just saying on paper going into the season, that's where I got them. I know every year they wind up leading the league in offense. They did last year. But like, it's like, I know they did, but it's like, who were his wide receivers? They figure it out. I know, I know. They got it's, Andy Reid, though. Andy you got to put, put him in that, yeah. So it's like, I get it. It's just, for me, like those three offenses are more loaded than the, than the Chiefs. Sure. And then number five, I have the Chargers. Uh, mm -hmm. I think with the addition of Kellen Moore, I think Herbert's going to play with a big chip on his shoulder because of how he went out last year. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Eckler, Gerald Everett. You added Quentin Johnson. Um, the Chargers, if they could put it all together, they're scary. Yeah. Because their offense is as good as anyone's in the league. If they could put That's it all together. Saying. That's the it's big, a big if. if. That's the and question mark. I think that with Herbert being paid, I think there's a lot of pressure on him to produce this year. Now, I know it's only his, what, fourth year? This is Herbert's fourth year. He's a game over 500, blew a 28 to nothing lead. It's like, I need him to produce more because he's that big of a talent that he shouldn't be. It shouldn't be like you keep waiting and waiting. Like we just watched Trevor Lawrence in the second year who was coming from the worst head coach in like NFL history. <laughs> I said from maybe like Ben McAdoo, but like he's coming Jeff Saturday, Jeff Saturday. He's <laughs> up there. Um, Freddie kitchens is up there with Baker. Freddie but like, <laughs> my thing is, is the Jack Trevor Lawrence already got one for Justin Herbert and Justin Herbert's been playing with a loaded offense his entire career. He doesn't know what it's like to be with Justin. He, he doesn't know what it's like to be a Josh Allen. He doesn't know what it's like to be a Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't, or even at that point for last year, Calvin, um, I'm sorry, Trevor Lawrence, because you know, his, his number one was uh, Christian Kirk. Like he did that damage last year with Christian Kirk and Zay Jones. Zay Jones has been on four teams or three teams. Wow. Yeah, he has been. He was with the bills. Then he was at the Raiders. He and now excellent. he's and now he's with the, the Jags. And all of a sudden, Trevor Lawrence throws him to 120 targets and 90 catches. So I think the Jags are coming. I love them this year. They're a top five offense without a doubt. I don't hate it the list. I I, I to me, the Chargers are a little bit too premature for me. I know they have great offensive weapons, and I get that, but like I have to see a little bit more consistently. And the Bills, the last what three years, they they've been a top five offense in the league the last three years and really nothing changed for the bills. They're, they're still the same bills. They added Dalton Kincaid in the draft. Um, they have another year of Gabe Davis. Who's going to be healthy this year. Cause last year he actually got hurt. I think early in the season um, with his ankle injury. And now they're going to have a healthy Gabe Davis. They have Stefan Diggs. They got Josh Allen. Like they always figure it out for me. And I, and I, I do like James cook this year. I think he could play a big role for him. So for me, like I think the bills offensively are still going to be, a top five unit. They just scare um, me with the, with all that drama this offseason. No, I get it. Like, look, that's 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 a fair take. Like that 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 would scare me too. But you know, if I'm looking at the historical aspect of this last three years, they've always been a top five offense, no matter what. 
you know? So like, no matter, no matter if Josh Allen was throwing dumb boneheaded picks, doesn't matter. They find a way to score points and, and be, you know, competitive in in the, in the end. That's because you have a top five quarterback and a top five wide receiver. Yeah. And your, your quarterback can do every, he can make all the throws inside or outside the numbers. He can thread the needle. He can run. He can do all of the little stuff to overcome the shortcomings of not having a run game or a weak offensive line. But look, I, I, and I'll be real here. Can the Niners be a top five offense? Sure. Because if Brock Purdy plays like he did last year, then yeah, I think I think they can kind of be in that conversation that, you know, by the end of the year, in my opinion. I think if all things considered, I think if the Eagles are healthy, the Chiefs are healthy, the Jags are healthy, the Chargers are healthy, the Bills are healthy, I don't see any way the 49ers supplant one of those teams as a top five offense. Because all of them are are better at nearly every position. But if IU steps up and he has a really great year, like he's like a thousand yard wide receiver and you have Debo that can do all the gadget stuff and still make big plays and Kittle is still Kittle like he did last year down the stretch and you have CMC, like I can definitely see a realistic situation where they can be in the top five. I just, I like, I do like their skill position players. I do. It's just, to me, it's just the question of quarterback. Like I'd rather have Mahomes, Hurts, Burrow, Allen, and Trevor Lawrence over Brock Purdy leading my offense. So for them to put him at number one to me is delusional. And not for nothing, like I just I don't think Brock Purdy is going to replicate what he did last year. There was a reason that he got to where he got. See, I actually think the opposite. I think he's going to be a little bit better because I think he's going to progress rather than regress. I don't see that. I think re- I think he's in a great I think, situation. I think a regression is more likely than a uh, progression because. You have film on him now. But the offense works for him. It works for his But how's his elbow? He doesn't have to do much. He just has to get the ball to his playmakers. And that's why they do the short, immediate routes. And they had the perfect wide receivers to do it and the tight end and the running back. So, like, I don't really see a regression there. I can only see that he can only get better. Uh, I mean, look, we're talking about the guy who was the last pick in the draft. And I think my beef is with the whole thing with Brock Purdy and – you know, I, yeah, I have question marks, but my biggest thing, like when I hear about Brock Purdy and, you know, the, you know, the slander with him is if, 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 if Brock Purdy was a first round pick last year and he took the, 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 the 49ers to the NFC championship game, we would be talking about Brock Purdy as one of the best the up and coming quarterbacks in the league. Absolutely. But the, the, but the fact that remain is he was the last pick of the draft. Nobody's going to give him as much credit because they're looking at it based on where he was drafted. And I don't believe in that. Well, I just feel like when you're drafted, the lower you're drafted, the more skepticism there is. Around sure. It. But he proved it on the field when it mattered most. Is it a flash in the pan? I mean, yeah, it could be. It could be, but he only played nine games and then he, he, he tore his, his elbow and his throwing and his throwing arm. Like, how's he going to recoup from that? How does he feel on that? Does his arm get sore? And I just think like the 49ers are a disaster quarterback. They're always injured. They always got guys coming in and out. They do, they're just a disaster at quarterback. And that's that's it's been like that for what, five years? Mm-hmm. Jimmy G is a starter. They're kicking Jimmy G out the building. He's training on the other side of the field. They're locking him out of the practice. Well, Purdy looks really good in preseason, though. I, I'll give it to him. Despite the arm injury, right, like yeah. he, he actually looked like he did last year. He yeah. looked like he was he, he he was confident throwing the football. He was delivering it like on time. Like to me, like he looked like he was last year's Brock Purdy. So for me, like I I just again I just I I just hate that people overlook him because of where he was drafted. I think that's my biggest like thing with Brock Purdy. I think Purdy. that he can. I, but here's like the other part that I will say that drives me crazy is like it took nine games for people to believe in Brock Purdy, but 
there's people, Jalen Hurts just went to the Super Bowl and people still don't believe in him. Like wow. it took longer for people to believe in Jalen Hurts than it did for people to believe in Brock Purdy. And why? Jalen Hurts is light years better than him. The Jalen style, Hurts is more talented. The style, the historical aspect of running quarterbacks and their passing stigma, that mattered. That's why. Because when Hurts was but in the league. But Jalen Hurts was a second-round pick. Yeah, but when Hurts was in the league, he was considered as a running quarterback, right? But then when you look at Lamar Jackson, when his success, the only knock on Lamar was his inability to be a consistent thrower of the football, right? But he can he could do all the good things. He can run. He can do all that stuff. And he could be a leader for that team. But like I, I just think the the stigma behind Hurts was was that. It was the historical model of the the previous quarterbacks that came up before him. Like Michael Vick. Like Michael Vick, like he wasn't really deemed a good passer until he was with the Eagles. He had a great year with the Eagles. He had a cannon. Right? He had a cannon. He had he had all the physical traits. He could run, he could he could throw, but his his lack of consistency throwing the football is what gave Jalen Hurts that stigma. Well, I'm just that's saying, how I see it. Yeah, but like Jalen Hurts took over a tumultuous situation when he came to Philly. Yeah, the rookie head coach. He made the playoffs, and people were still saying they were doubting him. But it was a full season. He went nine and eight, and he made and he made the playoffs. Yeah, Brock Purdy went made the playoffs, and now granted he won two games, but like everybody's already auto auto like they're ready to say that Brock Purdy can play, and nobody was ready to say that about Jalen Hurts, and it's like. Why? Why? Like, there should be more skepticism around Brock Purdy than there should be around Jalen Hurts. One was a second-round pick, a second-round talent. The other one, there's a reason he got to the seventh round. Because it was a Cinderella story. For who? For Brock Purdy. That's what I'm saying, but... That's at, that's why. But by the same token, like, fuck the story. No, I get it, but that's that what sells. Gotta, you, yeah, but he's got to come around and that's play. That's what sells. Absolutely. If Brock Purdy turns into being, like, a good quarterback... I'm rooting for him. I think he's going to be... A, I think he's yeah, going to be solid. I don't have no. He looks like he can play. Is he going to be a top ten guy? I, I I don't I don't see that right now. I mean, I he know. could be. I mean, look, after this year, he we could be talking a different tune. So if I don't he, I don't know. If but. he does anything similar to the way that Jalen Hurts leaped last year, then yeah, he's going to be in that conversation. Well, if he gets to the Niners to another NFC Championship game, you know what they're going to say is, oh well, he has a loaded roster. Can he do it without? We you know, you know they're already uh, saying that about Jalen Hurts, and that's it's like stupid. And it's like okay, so you need, dumb. You need good players. He he did his job. You know, like yeah. that's how I see with Brock Purdy. He did his job. He took him to the NFC Championship game. Yeah, it didn't work out for him. Thank God. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I wanted the Eagles to win, obviously. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I, I just I just feel like the lack of credit that we give Brock Purdy is kind of somewhat unfair to a degree. Um, so here's the thing. Look, look, to being the last pick of the draft, right? Yeah. And you going in there and you're taking over a franchise that is already has Super Bowl aspirations. So there's a lot of pressure there, right? Yeah. For him to step in there, perform the way he did, and take this team to the NFC Championship game, I think he did a great job. And I, I that's a lot of pressure. So I, I got to tip my cap for him. Yeah, no, he did do a great job. I'm just simply saying, like, I'm with Brock Purdy for me, it's just like, can he replicate that? Like, was he what he was last year? But he, I mean, he does have some limitations. Sure. But by the same token, like, it's like he just had elbow surgery and now you have nine games of film. Defenses are going to confuse him. They're going to trick him. They're going to know what he was weak at. They're going to read analytic sheets. Can he throw to the right side of the field? Can he throw to the left side of the field? But that's what every second year quarterback, though. That's what Can I'm saying. Can he pick it? But here's the thing. if Malik if, Willis. But if Brock Purdy seven games. Starting, but. If Brock Purdy seven games into the season is two and five or three and four, do you pull him? Two, I don't, I, I just don't see that happening with this, with, with this overall team. Why? Because their, their, their roster in general is very, very good. They're, they're a top three roster. They got Darnold. The game. 
they're probably a top three roster. I understand defensively, that, they're the, they're one of the top three defenses in the league. Of course, but and, and saying, I, can, if, I, if I will starts, put their offense in the top eight, top if, seven. If he loses, though, I'm just I mean, if they come out of the gate, you got Super Bowl aspirations, aspirations, and you're not delivering. What do they do? Yeah, I mean, well, I, I they that's, just traded that's something Trey I, Lance. They just traded Trey Lance. I don't think they even think that way because I don't think they believe that's going to happen. We don't have this on here, but let's go. In, I want to go into that. The Cowboys got Trey Lance. Mm. What do you think about that? I forgot to write that. Super down. ass. Super <laughs> ass. And to me, it doesn't even make any sense because it's like, it's like, all right, they're telling me Trey Lance, they never had a shot with the Niners, right? So he asked to be traded. He got traded to a team that's going to make him the third string. He's not even going to be playing. So, like, I, I to me, I just don't I don't understand it. If you're going to be asked to be traded, ask to be traded to a team that's going to give you an opportunity to showcase your skills. He's nobody's ever going to see it in Dallas because Dak's going to take he's, he's under contract next year. I don't know about that. We'll see about that though. He's under contract. Well, it looks like Dak to me is not budging on on that on that on that contract the last year. I don't know if Dak in they have a fifty something million dollar cap hit next year. Yeah, he's their quarterback next year. Exactly. Here's the thing. So what are you gonna do with Trey Lance? Well, Trey Lance he's going to complain another years. year that he's not playing, and then he, and then now he's in year five with no experience. What are you looking to get? Well, there, here's the thing: the doubt the Cowboys were the only per- people that jumped up and gave a fourth round pick, but they the Cowboys did it for leverage because in four years because in two years Dak can't be franchise tagged. Yeah, Dak's contract has a no franchise tag clause in it. But to me, I, I don't see that. I don't think the Cowboys made that move because they think Trey Lance is going to be their next guy. No, I, I don't. Just, but I think that they could try and develop a young guy so they, they don't it's get stranded without Dak. It's a project. It's a fourth-round project. Dak didn't seem too happy about that trade. Would you? Did you see that interview? Fuck no, I wouldn't. Especially because your owner go, does that and you don't tell your head coach and your and your uh, quarterback. That's undermining as hell. This is why the Cowboys don't – this is why the Cowboys – are always in the position that well, I was shocked just for the simple reason that Cooper Rush, when he came in last year, he played excellent. He was five and one, wasn't he? I, Four and one. Yeah, I mean, what do you what do you want from your backup at that point? Five and one is pretty good. I'm not saying Cooper Rush is like, you know, he's a backup. Yeah, like I'm not saying he's the end all be all for Dallas if 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 Dak were to go down. It's like, oh yeah, we have Cooper Rush. Like, oh my God, we can still do this. But like he's a competent backup. So for me, like I was shocked by that. It, it's say it they're eight games into the season, Dallas is four and four. Dak Prescott gets hurt. Thumb injury again. He's out for four or five weeks. Trey Lance comes in. They go 4-0. He has 10 touchdowns and one interception. Yeah. Does he get benched? No. He makes too much money. I don't know. They benched Romo. They wouldn't bench. For Dak. They wouldn't bench Dak. They would have uh-huh. a – because I think – the players in the locker room respect Dak enough. What about Romo, though? They they respected Romo. Dez was still there. But where did that get them? They, they, they didn't win shit. Well, Dak won rookie, offensive rookie. They actually collapsed after the Romo. Collapsed doggy. Collapsed doggy. I fuck with that. Me too. <laughs> but, like, I mean, look, we can – I want to shout out Will Greer here because he played excellent in the last preseason game right after – so Trey Lance got traded. Will Greer was told by the Cowboys that he's going to be released – and then Will Greer steps up into the game and has four touchdowns, two running and two throwing. Like to me, like I, those are performances that, like, man, like that just makes me happy, bro. That's a true underdog story. Like, yo, I know you're gonna cut me, but I'm gonna ball out because I know that I can put really good tape out for another team to come get me. That's an opportunity. Will Greer, Will Greer got an opportunity from Dallas. I, I, I gotta salute Dallas for that. They gave him an opportunity to play. Will, and it, knowingly that he's not going to be a part of the team. They wanted him to, to showcase his skills to other NFL teams. Like to me, that's, that's humanity purposes right there. Like I, I got to salute that for the Cowboys. My thing is though, is like, why even go get Trey Lance? 
like what like why would you do that because all you're doing is making for unnecessary drama that, that's what dallas loves though like that it's all show business it sells. With Jerry Jones. it sells that's why they are america's team quote unquote because it's they'll sells. never win they'll never it win. just sells though man like that's just what it is like i that's why i understood it it was like more of a shock trade you know like i couldn't believe it when i was reading it. i'm like what the hell like i, I think laughing. i texted you and i'm like is dak on the hot seat i started laughing a little bit i was like, like i don't even know what, what to say to that yeah, I don't know. I think if Jerry Jones saw my video, I think he would. He, I don't think he would have pulled that trigger. No, no, no. We need to talk about He's this guy. Ass. He's super ass. <laughs> All right, let's go to the NFC West and break this down. 49ers are favorite at minus 165. Seahawks are next, plus 200. Rams at number three at plus 1,000. The uh, Cardinals are plus 2,700. Obviously, they don't have Kyler Murray, and they have Jonathan Gannon now, rookie head coach. Who do you think wins this division, and who has the best value? Let's make this really simple here. The Rams have a bottom five defense, not them. Cardinals have a bottom three offense and a bad overall team. They might be the worst team in the league. It ain't them. Do you think they're tagging up for Caleb Williams? I think a lot of teams are low key. Well, the Card Cardinals are the worst team in the league. Yeah, they are by far. Like I honestly, I'm trying to think of a another bad team. The Texans are definitely better. Yeah, they're gonna be a lot better. Who else is like super ass? The Raiders maybe. If they if they fall apart with Jimmy G, I mean, what do okay, they have? Okay, so the Raiders could rival them. They could because I think what's going to happen. I mean, this is not a Raiders conversation. I We're going to stick with the division here, but like in my opinion, I think if Jimmy G struggles, I think Devontae Adams is going to want out, and I think they're going to lose uh, Josh Jacobs and, and Devontae Adams in the offseason next year. That's what's going to happen if shit were to go south. Really? Yeah, because they're not going to sign Jacobs to another deal, and Devontae Adams is going to. He's at the point in his career now where he wants to win a ring. He still has a top five wide receiver upside. He's still one. He's still one of them. Man. You could. I feel like you could still make a case. He's the best wide receiver. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I think he's top three, in my opinion. I think I think he's, you put him with a good quarterback, we'd be having a different conversation about he, Mr. He's, Adams. He's one or two. Yeah. So let's go back to the division here. Uh, the Niners I, at one sixty five. The quarterback to me is the biggest question mark. So, like, I'm going to go with Seattle at plus 200. I think For Seattle what? is actually a really interesting team. For what? They're For the best value. Or best, the best value. Okay. Best value. I think the nine, and well, we'll go into that. But the best value is the Seahawks. I just love the moves they made. They had a great draft. They drafted a top five um, corner in, in the draft at, at number five. And uh, what's his name? Um, Devin Witherspoon to pair with Tariq Woolen, who's actually really a top five corner last year Tariq Woolen, you can make Slept an argument on. was better than Gar was sauce Gardner statistically he was that's what I'm saying but sauce Gardner is the man yeah no he's I got like swagger sauce Gardner a lot but like yeah. Tariq Woolen and, and Witherspoon at the cornerback position along with uh Quandre Diggs and Jamal Adams say what you want about Jamal Adams he's talented but he's just so damn injury prone um, they added Jackson Smith and Jigba with the offense along with Metcalf, Lockett. I think Geno is comfortable in this system. I just don't see much regression there because you have uh, Pete Carroll. Second round, they go out, go get uh, Charbonnet, and they get um, Derek Hall at the linebacker position. They sign Bobby Wagner, uh, which is a veteran presence to help the young kids. I forgot they did that. I forgot yeah. Bobby Wagner went back. Yeah. And not for nothing, I, I actually looked at the Super Bowl odds for the, uh, for the Seahawks. I actually liked them at plus 3,500. I, they have, they are? They, they're tied fifth in the NFC in Super Bowl odds. That, that's a, they're tied I mean, with the Vikings. A, that's a good value bet. They're tied with yeah. I would trust them over 3,500. I think it's a shot. I, I think it's a good shot in the dark. They I, have a good offense. I would trust them over the Vikings. The defense. The only thing that lacks with the Seahawks is really their pass rush. They have no. If pass they rush. had a pass rusher to go along with that secondary, this team would be a lot different. But the problem is they did. You know, I just that's going to haunt them. 
to win division, I got the Niners. Uh, I just think they're the better overall team. They're a better defense. They have a better offense. Like I just, I, I'm comfortable saying that the line, the the Niners are going to win this division. And I think they're going to win it by like two games or more. So for me, the best value is the Seahawks, and I at plus two hundred. And I think the Seahawks are winning this division this year. Wow! I think they're bringing back the same <laughs> team. They added a better wide receiver. I don't know if if Brock Purdy can replicate what he did last season. Only now. Um, only playing nine games. I think they got a ton. I think defensive coordinators have a ton of film on them. Um, and he just had uh, surgery on his throwing elbow. So I think that there's, and I just like, I don't know, man, the 49ers are still bitching about that NFC championship game. Like they're still crying about it. They're still haunted about it. Could fuel them though. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I just think there's some whiny bitches they've been. So I'm taking Seattle all day long. I really do like Seattle to win this division. I wow. think they win. I think they could win this division at 12 and five. Wow. 12 and five. Did you go through their schedule? I don't need to. No, oh, let's go through it shit. Their schedule is it, it, it's it's doable. Let me see if I can find 12 wins. Here. It's doable. I, I couldn't find 12 wins. I, 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 All right. So Rams week one, they could win. Well, wait, a timeout. Let's do, let's do the over unders first. Right. For 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 each team, and it's then we'll go show. into that. Yes, yeah, your show. It's not my show. I'm just <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to go in order so it makes sense that when we talk about their schedule, we could say why we have them at what, what you know what we have. You're so smart. I'm very smart. I'm very calculated. <laughs> I got so over under the Niners ten and a half. What do you got? Uh, that's a good number. I'll say under. I'll keep them right at ten. All right, I got them at eleven and six. So I'm going to go with the overs. Seahawks eight and a half over under. Way over. Crazy. Way over. All right. I got them at nine and eight. I think they just make the overs. All right. Rams, six and a half. I'm going to say under. I, I I just, that's a low ass number. So like it kind of scares me, but they have no weapons outside of Cooper cup. Hmm. And, I, and like yeah. their defense is trash. Yeah. Their defense is some Caesar. Oh shit. <laughs> LOL. LOL. I got the Rams under, I think they're a three, four win team. For real? For real. I, I, I'm I'm very confident in saying that. You want to? We're gonna go through their through their schedule too. They're a three four win team. This team is they're gonna be really bad. Their schedule is really tough too. I think. Cardinals over under four and a half. Way under. They'd be lucky to win two games. I got them at three and fourteen. <laughs> I, yeah, two three games. They're gonna be the number one. They're gonna be rival for the for the number one. The Cardinals there. are ass. Whether Kyler Murray comes back or not, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I don't think Kyler Murray is ever gonna play for the uh, for he's, the Cardinals again. He's not. I, I actually had that weird belief where he's not going to play this year, and then he's going to they're they're going to cut bait. He's not. They might have to eat all that money, but it is what it is. They made a mistake. That's why you don't pay a fucking player two years ahead. That's why. That is because that's a business. Now the Cardinals are fucked out of two hundred and something million. You know, you know who else got paid? That's two why, years bro. Early? You know who else got paid two years early? Hmm. Carson Wentz. Exactly right. Look at that. Now. Different circumstance. Yeah, I get it. But, but even so, same same result, old, same premise. Yeah. Wait, a waste of money, like right there. Like you, I don't know, whatever. But let's go through uh, the Seahawks schedule here. All right, they play the Rams week one. They can win that. Uh, then they play the Lions. They could win that one. They play the Panthers. That's a definite dub. They play the Giants. They could. Um, that's that could be a dub. They play the Bengals. That's a loss. They play the Cardinals. That's a dub. Browns could be a dub. Ravens, I'll say loss. Commanders could be a dub. Rams, again, will be a dub. I think they'll split with the 49ers. Mm. Um, the Cowboys, that could be a dub. Eagles, that's an L. Titans, dub. Steelers, 
could uh eh, could be, but I don't think so because I'm high on the Steelers this year. And then they play the Cardinals again. So they could eat 12 wins out of this. I got them losing to the Lions, the Bengals, the Browns. You and these fucking Browns. Uh Commanders is an up and coming team. So like that that game is kind of weird, but I'm gonna give them the win there because Seattle's they are home. They're home, yeah. The week before that, they play the Ravens in Baltimore. I'm going to give them the L there, too. So what's that? Three losses? Four losses? Mm-hmm. I have four losses so far. So then we go to the Rams. They're going to they're gonna win that. I think they'll split with the Niners, and they'll lose to Dallas. So that's two more losses right there. I have what? was it, how, many, how many losses is Five that? Five or six. Six. Then they had the Eagles. There's seven losses. And I think they lose the Titans or the Steelers game. I want to say they're going to beat the Steelers because they're home. And they're going to lose to Tennessee because it's a it's a uh, across the country game, so I, that's where I'm. I have them at nine and eight. Okay. So I do like their over win total here. I think it's a. I, I don't want to say it's a lock. Yeah. But I like this. The, the, I'm betting on the talent. Yeah, I think they're an eleven or twelve win team. Absolutely, I really do. I think that I think they're going to be really good this year, dude. I don't think last year was a fluke. I think that Pete Carroll is a better offensive coach than people give him credit for. And I think that when you get a quarterback that is just talented, he could run Pete Carroll's offense. But look, I, I don't think nine and eight is a, is, is a slight. I, That's what I just, they were last year. I think nine and eight gets you a wild card round i think i get you in the wild card you know six seed. you do in the nfc yeah that's what i'm saying the weak nfc that gets you a wild card spot like i think they're making the playoffs period yeah so yeah like and then i go through the Rams schedule they play seattle hoping a week that's an l they're playing against the niners the second week that's an l they play the bengals l they play the colts maybe win i'll say they 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 beat the colts nah chill on me maybe win against the colts maybe who knows the Colts are going to be What if Anthony Richardson is fucking damn good? We don't know that yet, right? I, just I don't, tell me how ass he was. I'm just saying, I don't believe in him, but what if he just turns on the Jets in the, in the season? I don't know. That's fair. You know All what right, I mean? Like, I don't know. I'll give you it, that, Nikki. Right? So, one in three after 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 the, the first month. They're one in three. Then they play the Eagles. That's an L. They play the Rams. I mean, they play the Cardinals. That's a win. They play the Steelers. That's an L. They play the Cowboys. That's an L. They play the Packers. I think that's an L. It's in Green Bay. They play the Seahawks. That's an L. They're playing the Cardinals. That's a dub. That's three wins. Bro, hold on. Look at this. They play the Seahawks, the Niners, the Bengals, the Eagles, the Steelers, and the Cowboys defense. Yeah. In the first seven weeks of the season. But that's not even it, though. The last six games, they play the Browns, who I think are going to be a good football team. They play the Ravens in Baltimore. Then they play the Commanders, who I think is going to be a pretty decent team, a solid team, a better team than the Rams, in my opinion. And then they play the Saints. Then they play the Giants, and then they play the Niners. Like, to me, like, I, I just see four wins of this team. And 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 because, you know, what's going to happen is, is if if they start off two in six, you bet your ass Matthew Stafford's not going to be playing. You don't think so? I, I just don't see it. They're going to put in Stetson Bennett? They have to. Aaron Donald's going to be retiring after this year. After the, after what their record is going to be, he's going to be done with this team. Unless they trade him mid-season to a contender. I don't see that. Something. I don't see how somebody that's on the cusp of retirement is going to look to want to be traded. At that point, he's going to be like, "Fuck it, I'm out of here." At that point, you know he's he's already he's already accomplished. He's already a Hall of Famer. What more does he have to win? Like he's already won a ring. He's been to two Super Bowls. Like he's a well accomplished player. So for me, like if he still has the passion, I can see it. But I just don't think he's going to after after this off season with him flirting with retirement. So for me, I just think this Rams team is getting ready to collapse. 
like I'm, I'm dead serious. Crazy. I'm serious. I, I look at this. I look at this schedule, <laughs> and it's tough because if Matthew Stafford is benched for midway, you know, through the season, I think their second half is still tough. I still think. I, I mean, look, they have Cooper Cup, but what else do they have? They have a, a they have a shitty offensive lineman, and they have an aging quarterback. To me, like, and then I, I heard the report okay. that Stafford that you know he's not connecting with these young players, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I'm like, all right, bro, you want a ring, and now you're 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 just playing. You're his, not even. Yo, he didn't even say that. His wife said it on her podcast. Correct. Which is which is if his wife said it, you know it's true because they, obviously they talk behind closed doors. It's pillow, Go, talk. pillow talk. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I it's like the pillow talk. Out of <laughs> it is pillow talk. Yeah. So like my thing is just like that whole thing just scares the shit out of me with that. So like I am completely out on the Rams. After seeing their schedule, after hearing that report, I, I just I, I don't I don't love it for this team, and I think their defense is is going to be a bottom five unit. Damn, go off, sis. I just I, no, I, just, I like that analysis. It's funny as shit. I just because it was just like I think the Rams are a three or four win. Team. I just do. I you I, said it with your chest. I believe I that. That shit. Yeah. And then the Cardinals, obviously, are booty. Yeah, the Cardinals are going to be they're going to be rivaling with the Rams. We were for the bottom of the barrel here. My God. My God. All right. Uh, over under two and a half teams that make the playoffs out of this division. Yeah, under. I got the Seahawks and Niners. I'm going to say under two. I think that's the only way. Mm -hmm. And then who's your favorite fantasy player? DK Metcalf, man. Last year, I, I, I just, I think if anybody's going to lose targets in the passing game, it's going to be Tyler Lockett because Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be there because last year, DK Metcalf had 90, he had 90 catches on 141 targets, over a thousand yards, six touchdowns, like with Geno Smith here, right? If that was any other player, maybe they. I think Lockett had more targets than him, though. They throw the ball a lot. They they throw a lot. They they throw the ball a lot. So to me, I love DK Metcalf, man. I think he's only going to get better. I'll go with Mister uh, the regular, the CMC, CMC. Yeah, I just it, I get it. I get it. Look, I I, I try you, to be how different. Could you not? Yeah, how could you not? But like, you could even put Cup in that argument. Yeah, I'll hell yeah. You can. I if if Matt, unless Matthew Stafford gets benched, but even so, he's still going to be a. He's target still going to eat. He's a target hot yeah. dude, and. Until somebody shows me that they could stop him, and if you want to blame it on scheme or whatever it is, oh, until oh. you show me that you can stop him when he's healthy and on the field, he's a threat. Yep. He's excellent. All right. AFC South breakdown, and then we're getting out of here. Um, Jaguars are favored at minus 155. Titans are next at plus 310. Colts at plus 550. Texans at plus 1,000. Who has the best value and who wins the division? Titans, and it's not close. The addition of D-Hop will help this offense. Mike Vrabel, to me, is an awesome coach, and he will have this team ready to play. Um, they still have Derrick Henry. They have D-Hop. They got Traylon Burks in his second year. Regarding Henry. Yeah. I mean, look, when I think of the Tennessee Titans, I always think of Mike Vrabel. Like, I, I think of Vrabel and Derrick Henry. This guy just feeds his best players the ball. He doesn't try to get cute. He doesn't do anything spectacular, like, outside the box. He's saying, yo, we are going to – we have Derrick Henry. We're running it 30 times down your throat, and I don't give a fuck. You're going to figure out a way to stop it. And that's what he does. He's a defensive mind coach, too, which – that's how they play ball. They run the they they run the ball into the ground. They 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 milk the clock and they play solid defense. This is the Tennessee Titans football that they play. And I I just always think of Mike Vrabel as the defensive masterclass that he did against the Baltimore Ravens in the 2019 divisional round. He <laughs> I've put, seen it last week. <laughs> he put the he put the absolute clamps on Lamar Jackson's ability to run the football in that game and be effective. That was a week before. I mean, actually the week. Before that, he ended Brady's career in New England in his last game there. So with Ryan Tannehill. So to me, like, I think they're always in the hunt when they have Mike Vrabel as the head coach. So for me, at plus 310, I'll take that value. 
to to win division, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it's it's not even to me. It's it's hands the fuck down. This team is so fucking loaded. This team is primed for a Super Bowl run, and I, it's crazy to say that because a few years ago, this team was an absolute disaster. They were, I mean, the, the owner had problems with the coach. The coach and Urban Meyer was fucking like he didn't know who Aaron he was Donald kicking. Was. He was kicking his kickers and he was kicking <laughs> his players, and he he didn't he didn't know who Aaron Donald was. Like I, I don't even think he was capping. That's the crazy part. No, he wasn't. He said, "Who's number ninety nine over there?" Right, and then like I so from from they went from that to having Doug Peterson. Right, they made a lot of changes. They drafted Travis Etienne. They signed Evan Ingram. They got Zay Jones. They got Christian Kirk. They traded for Calvin Ridley. They gave their young quarterback an option, an absolute opportunity for him to be successful and go on a Super Bowl run. And when you have a head coach and Doug Peterson, who's done it before with the Eagles, who's never won a Super Bowl, right? And he did it with Nick Foles. Now he has Trevor Lawrence at his disposal with these, with these weapons. To me, it's, it's not even close. Like I think this, this offense is going to be so explosive. They're going to be like really fun to watch. It's the Jaguars by a mile for me for who's going to win the division. I mean, for everything you just said, and it's like, well, who's your best value? My best value, the Titans. Mm. The Colts aren't going to be anything, and the Texans aren't going to be anything. The Texans don't have any good skill players outside of Damian Pierce. And that's just the bottom line. Yeah, It's all mid. So it's like, and then the Colts, it's like, Anthony Richardson is an enigma. You have no idea what you're getting from him. So it's like, when you just look at the, and look, Stain Steichen gave, Stain, Stain Steichen gave <laughs> Justin Herbert and Jalen Hurts the best years of their career. Yeah, my career. My career, can he do it with Anthony Richardson? Maybe next year, but who knows? I, I don't know. But even so, even if Anthony Richardson's a beast, mm -hmm. the Colts stink. They have yeah. a bottom wide receiver. They have a bottom five wide receiver group, and now Jonathan Taylor can't play for the first four weeks. Yeah, and their owner loves cocaine. So, and then the Jaguars are winning this division. I think the Jaguars. Uh, have a chance to represent the Super Bowl for the AFC. Um, I, I think the Jaguars this year are going to be so good. Between the Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence second year, everybody being together, you're getting Calvin Ridley back. Like I, I said it last year, like Calvin Ridley was the best pickup of the trade deadline. Oh, yeah. It was quietly, though. That's what I'm saying, because it wasn't immediate. Right. It was for this year. Right. Now everybody's like, holy People shit. Better not now everybody's eyes matters. are popping like they, 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 like they like a snack on spinach. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, yeah. shit. So, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I think the Jaguars are going to pull up and have an ambulance waiting. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's just, uh, it's it's crazy, man. The Jaguars are probably, the Jaguars might be a 13 or 14 win team this, this season. Especially in the division, because nobody in the division is beating them. You know what's funny about that? It's like, you told me maybe about two months ago, or maybe a month ago, you like, yo, I wouldn't be surprised if the Jags were the number one seed. They're in, they're in an easy division. I'm going to talk about it. Now. We're going to be talking about that next week. But no, I still stand by that. That's actually like I think the Jags, I don't hate it, man. I think the Jags have an inside track to be the number one seed. I don't. I really that. do. I think that they could go six and zero in their division, and I just think that if they, they that they could win, I think the Jaguars are just going to be really good. I think the only reason that people aren't all jumping on the Jags train yet is because like it's the fucking Jags, mm -hmm. but. They hired a legitimate head coach. They didn't right. go to college. They didn't get some random guy. Like, they didn't get, like, a leftover. Like, I'm trying to think. Who's, like, a leftover that always gets hired? Uh, ben McAdoo. Yeah. Or some, like, Freddie Kitchen. Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis or Mike McCarthy. Or, yeah, or, um, Mike McCarthy. Who was the dude? One. Who was uh, Baker's coach? Uh, the short little black dude. He was on the Raiders. Oh, my God. What was his name? I can't even remember him. He's so relevant. Google it for me. 
But like, so like they got him. Um, God, who is that? Hold and on. it's like they didn't. Jason Garrett, like my brother just said, like Jason Garrett. Jason trash. Garrett. He's trash, crazy. bro. But like, I'm serious. Like they got Dar Doug Peterson. He's a Super Bowl winning head coach. He won it with his backup. And who knows what would happen if Alshon Jeffrey doesn't drop that ball to hit him right, right in his hands. Right. So it's like when I see that, I'm like, why can't the Jags be that team? Why can't the Jags do it? They have the schedule to do it. They have the easy division to do it. I think they could sneak up on people. When did break? When did Baker come in the league? 2017. Browns head coach. 20. I could see him. I know. I know. Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson. <laughs> Yo, I just couldn't remember it, bro. I know, That's so ass funny. As hell. Yeah. He's ass. So He's that, forgettable. 100%. So, yo, how how would you break down this? Like, what's what record do you have the Jacks? And where do you I'll have the Titans, the Colts, and the Texans? Because I I think I have. I'm going to tell you something about this division. I didn't write down their over and unders. That's all right. It's all good. It's all uh, good. But like, just rank them. Like, you think the Jags are winning the division? They're number one. I think the Jags win the division. I think they have about 14 wins. Okay. Um, I would say. Wow. The, I think the Titans. Um, 14? Up there. Woo about 14. It could be 13. Their schedule is really fucking cake, though. Wow. I actually don't even hate that. That's why I said I think the Jags have the inside track. I don't. They might not be the best team in the AFC, but the Jaguars could be. They could have the track to get to the one seed because of their schedule. Like they play. They open up with the Colts. That's a dub. Then they play the Chiefs. That could go either way. Yep. That's a revenge game, though, however. They sure. could win that. Then they play the Texans. That's a dub. They play the Falcons. That's a dub. They play the Bills. That could be a dub also. That could go either way, though. In Buffalo. That could go either way. Then they play the Colts. Dub. Saints. Dub. Steelers. That could be an L. 49ers. They, 49ers are coming across the country. That's a dub. Mm. And it's at 1 o'clock. Mm. Then they play the Titans. Dub. They play the Texans. Dub. They play the Bengals. That could go either way. They play the Browns. Dub. They play the Ravens. That could go either way. Bucks. Dub. Panthers. Dub. Titans. Dub. They have the schedule to do it. They could, Just like I said last year when I said the Eagles could be the one seed. When I'm looking at the schedule, the way it falls, I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm not saying they're the best team, but I'm saying they have the track where it makes sense for them to be the one seed. And I think that that is the Jaguars this year. That's a great bet. So I think the Jaguars are a 14-win team-ish. I think the Titans have like eight or nine wins because Mike Vrabel's a top-five head coach, and he just keeps them in it. I think D-Hop – I don't think D-Hop's done. I think Ryan Fant Tannehill can feed them. Um, then the Colts, I would say, if they win five games, that would be successful. I don't see that, though. They're in a hard-ass AFC. And then you have the Texans at plus 1,000. I mean, three games. I'll be real with you. games. I'll be real. I had the Texans ahead of the Colts. It sounds absolutely crazy, and I get it. But the Texans, to me, they I have. Go, a, I won't be shocked, but I won't go that. They got. I mean, they got I Stroud. They got a running back. They have. Look, they don't have an offensive weapon on the outside, but I think Nico Collins can step up and have a nice role. I actually think, like, I like their head coach. Um, I just, I just think the Texans, to me, like, I think they had a quietly good offseason. I think they're setting themselves up for the future. They just got to get. They need to make a splash at like wide receiver for or a big skill position player for uh CJ Stroud. Sure. You know, you know who next year keep an eye on this? If T. Higgins does mm. not get signed and Joe Burrow does not take less money so that they could sign Chase and Higgins, Higgins will be with the Texans making $35 million a year for CJ Stroud. I don't I don't hate it. And then, and then, if they what they can do is they can draft another wide receiver, and then there you go. Because you have remember, a dynamic duo. They, it kind of looks like the Eagles a little bit. And also, they had the Browns' first round pick too, from Deshaun Watson. There you go. So they're going to have two first round picks. And if the Browns are what I think, where I think the Browns are a seven eight win team, 
that's going to be in the upper half, the upper echelon of that. So now you're going to have two top 15 picks. You can, that's how you could build. What happens if what happens if the Chargers are the second worst team in the league behind the Cardinals? The Cardinals aren't drafting. The Cardinals are drafting a quarterback. Sure. If they're even if they're at worst, they're third. The Cardinals are drafting a quarterback. The Raiders are drafting a quarterback. Who's going to be sitting at number three? The Texans. Who's the best wide receiver? Marvin Harrison Jr. Now you got T. Higgins and Marvin Harrison Jr. to go with Damian Pierce and a second-year quarterback with a good with D'Amico Ryan, who I believe is going to be a good head coach. Yeah, they set themselves up. And there well. you go. The the Texans are now set up to compete with the Jaguars. And in that and in that division, that's what you need. And instantly, if they have T. Higgins and uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., they instantly leap the Colts and the um, which we call it. And the Titans. Do you think you think Caleb Williams is is Arizona's target? Them or the Raiders? Because I, I think if I can argue, have... I can argue. To me, like, I think the knock on Kyler Murray is he's too damn short. It's not the arm talent. It's he, not the no, accuracy. Murray, he's very accurate. He has all of that. I just think that, like, between, I think he has a bad attitude. Yeah, sure. I don't. He's not durable. I think it's a red flag that you start out seven and zero and never made the playoffs. I think Kyler Murray has been overrated from the get. I've been on that. I know we laughed about that and shouldn't have passed, but I really believe that. Yeah. And comparatively speaking, we used to have our fun battles back in the day, but like Kyler Murray's best year was not better than Baker Mayfield's best year. Right. Kyler Murray did not turn the Cardinals around. He won three games. He won five games. He won nine games. Okay. Like that's not, that's not a big deal. And then you get blown. You get the floor wiped with you in your first playoff game. Well, look, I'll look at it like this. Because I, I know the knock on Kyler Murray, he's too short and stuff like that. But Caleb, Caleb Williams is 6'1". Kyler, Kyler Murray is listed as 5'10". Kyler is, Murray is, is not 5'10". Is it, is it that much of a difference? I'm 5'9". I'm just saying that's what he's listed. I don't know the exact thing, but he, he's listed at 5'10". Then E is 6'2". So my thing is, is like, <laughs> so, so, so my thing is, like, is it really like an upgrade? Like in terms of ta and talent, well, talent you could say Caleb Williams, but I don't know, man. I think Kyler Murray has accuracy. I think he has a big arm. I just think the the problem with him is he can't see over the fucking line of scrimmage. So when teams are blitzing, he he legitimately can't see it. He's just throwing the ball up, and he has good accuracy to put the ball on the money. But sometimes he puts himself in, in harm's way a little bit. I'm glad you said that, because but here's the problem, and I I I think the Cardinals know this. He tore his ACL. His legs are never going to be the same. You think that's true? And he needs that. I, I do. Th I think some people bounce back from ACL tears. I don't really. Outside of Brady, AP, um, who really Carson Wentz, that was part of that. That ruined his career. Javante Williams is going to have an opportunity this year. He will. We'll see. Javante will be an example. To, there you can, go. can he do it? Yeah. However, but it's different. It's different, dude. It's a different dynamic because and, he's a he's more of a, like a, a, a get out of the and pocket. He's a bigger, huskier dude. He can withstand that. But I, I just. Even with Caleb Williams, like I just don't think that it's it, it even puts them in and on top. Like I just don't see it. You know what I mean? Like no. to me, I almost kind of I, I don't want to say it's a lateral move because obviously I would take the younger prospect. But to me, it's like skill set wise, yeah, lateral move. <laughs> if you really want to be real, I got you. I just feel like for me, like there's just so many red flags with him, dude. And oh, absolutely. Like, I'm not saying I'm a big Kyler Murray fan, but the... I'm not gonna deny he's accuracy though. He can he's a good thrower of the football. I will say that. But he just his inability to see over the line is the big problem with him. If you put Jimmy G's attitude on Kyler Murray's into Kyler Murray, you probably have a top 10 quarterback. Arguably, yeah. Jimmy sure. G's attitude, work ethic, that's all it is. Humility. Yeah. Put all and if you put Kyler Murray's accuracy instead on Jimmy G, there you go. Like that's Jimmy what G got casted to the Raiders, fam. 
That don't be surprised Humility. if the Raiders win six seven. Why can't they? Why can't they? Right? They have they have the weapons. They have. I'm a fan of Jimmy J. I'm rooting for I'm rooting for the Raiders this year because I wanted I would if Jimmy G gets the Raiders to six seven maybe eight wins. What are you gonna say? That right. bum ass team. Devontae Adams has a couple uh, has you know 13, 1400 yards. Jimmy G wins. He just can't stay healthy. Jimmy G always wins. He does. He finds a way. But is it is it is it is it, is it him that does it though? Like, look, if 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 he wins six or seven games, right? Yeah. To me, he's on the same platform as Derek Carr did. Yeah, but I feel like Derek because Carr, Derek Carr, he they went six and eleven last year. But I feel like if people if people were to say like who do you, if you if you poll GMs or who do you want Derek Carr or Jimmy G like I want Jimmy G all day long. I don't even see how you can make an argument for Derek. Like Carr. right now, I, I would take DC. I'm, I'm taking I'm taking Jimmy Garoppolo. Not right now. Not right now. I mean, I, I look, bro. I don't know. I'm just looking at the optics here. He's 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 17, 16 games under five hundred as a starter. Jimmy G is like top ten in win in, in win winning percentages as a starting quarterback. I get it. I get so it. it's like I, I get it. Derek Carr is more talented than Jimmy, but sometimes hard work and your mental beats that talent. But we're getting ready to see what it's like when you play with the Raiders kind of team. You know what I mean? Like he's going to experience a different culture with the Raiders than he is with the Niners. But here's the thing: Derek Carr got benched, right? For well, what reason? Moving, I don't well, they were moving on regardless. They, honestly, they would. They had. They had every intention to move on. Yeah. Once they knew they were mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, they were moving on. And and that was what they were. They just wanted to see what they had on their roster for next year. So, like, obviously, Derek Carr wanted to finish out, you know, the season because he loved that. You know, he loved that team. He loved that city. He he feels like he deserved to finish that. They season. did him dirty. They did him dirty. Absolutely. And I know. He, look, I know. I just said he's sixteen games under five hundred. I get it, but. He gave you everything he had for what? 10 That's years? what I'm saying. He was there for what? 10 years? He was there for about solid nine, I would say. He was drafted in 13. Yeah. So it's like, I just like, it was fucked up. It was, you know what it was? It was just like when Ben McAdoo, I just, I've mentioned Ben McAdoo three times tonight. It's just when Ben McAdoo benched Eli and ruined that starting record to start Geno Smith. That was stupid. That you took away like a serious, like yeah. an Iron Man historical record that is never going to be broken. This is his tenth year. Okay, yeah, he's Derek Carr, thirteen. I actually think Derek Carr is going to be a really good this year with the Saints. I would love for it. I don't hate Derek Carr. I, I'm a fan of Derek Carr. I think he, I think he like I think he's good. I just think that's it though. He's a good quarterback, but it's just I think he's a I think he's a good quarterback that needs a defense and weapons. Yeah, like he's not changing life. He needs a team around. Like, and like that's okay. Like the Raiders were like literally like a bottom five off I mean, defensive unit, a bottom ten defensive unit, and and historically you're not going to win many games or go far with a unit like that. Like I, I, I mean, Derek yeah. Carr was still putting up pretty good stats. I would say, I think his stats were still really good. He threw for four thousand yards, one, two, three, four times out of ten years. You know what's crazy? And he was on the cusp of it twice. We had 3,900 and 3,980, 3,987 and 3,937. To me, that's 4,000 yards. So yeah. out of six out of the out of the nine seasons, he had 4,000 yards or more. Like, look, I you say what you want. I, I just know that he's he's not successful on the record, and I get that. But if you got if you throw 35,000 yards and 217 touchdowns with 99 picks, I don't think you're that bad. I think it tells me that the reason why you weren't successful is because your defense really 
made you know made a difference yeah and like and this goes back and it, and it goes back to what i was saying like because i know we're talking about like attitude and if you put this player here, yeah i get it like that so it's like you think about this who's more talented carson Wentz or Derek carr carson Wentz. talented yeah absolutely but i don't hate that look at Derek carr's attitude right look at his preparation right look at how he interacts with his teammates that's what that is Look, I don't know if that's the truth, but there's something missing with Carson Wentz in those locker rooms. Right. Because he's good enough to be a backup. Yeah. But that's that's just what I'm saying. More talented versus that. Kyler Murray's more talented than Jimmy G and 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 Derek Carr. But when it comes down to it, you got to vibe with your teammates and you got to work hard and you got to be a leader and all that. He doesn't have that. Like I said, I said it when they made that contract to $200 million. How do you pay somebody $200 million and you're putting stipulations in there that you have to read your playbook? That's not a two hundred million dollar man. No, no, that's a that's a guy <laughs> yeah. that you just say like, all right, bro, you can walk. We don't want right. You. Why would you even waste your time? No, I, I, I'm I'm with you, dude. Like I, I I thought that was an insane contract, and you pay a guy two years, you know, before his rookie contract. To me, I don't believe in that. I want to see the full the full product, unless it's hurts unless it's like you go to a super bowl unless if you go to a super bowl and you have one of those type of years where you're in the mvp conversation sure yeah you deserve to get paid i get it like burrow should be paid but but again wentz had an mvp type of season he got paid and look what happened but he they paid never him been off the of an acl too that was like that that's was true weird about the eagles because again like i don't i don't trust that shit i don't trust that shit i don't either but let's talk about so did you hear about the patriots today Yes. <laughs> What's up with that? Uh, yeah. It went from an open competition to cutting both backups. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but that is kind of crazy. This is what I'm talking about with Bill Belichick, dude. This is why I hate this dude. He has one quarterback on the roster. He and now everybody was saying, oh, yeah, you know, you know, bring Brady back and Tom Brady's going to come back, this, that. But that is absolutely stupid. I just mentioned them. Wentz should go there. Because he will learn from somebody like Bill Belichick that will humble his ass. Well, he's probably he's already humbled. The problem is, I don't learn, think it would work. But I feel like structurally and things like that, Bill Belichick could teach him some stuff. He could, but Wentz is more like I just don't see Belichick having the patience for him. Maybe, but and not for like, nothing. Ever since we saw that photo of Carson Wentz, I haven't heard a peep about that motherfucker. I know. <laughs> so whatever marketing he did, he didn't do a good it job, a good man. Marketing. That was terrible marketing. It was like, you know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of Dylan Mulvaney. You tried to pull some shit and it backfired it just, right in your it face. Just, it didn't stick. Yeah. Like, let's let's say that. But, like, I, I was surprised when the Patriots cut uh, Bailey Zappi and Malik Cunningham because I thought Malik Cunningham was a project that the Patriots were going to kind of explore. It could have been fun for them, or like, it, yeah, it would have been something that they could explore. I, yeah, because like it's a different style offense than what they're used to. Yeah, the Patriots always seem to be like kind of like adjusting to like you know around the league. You know, look at the look at the landscape. Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, the the you know Deshaun Watt, the running quarterbacks, right? The guys that can that can do all that shit. Like I, I was surprised that the Patriots didn't explore more with Cunningham because you know when I when I watched them play in that one preseason game, I saw flashes of a guy that was pretty good. I thought he was a pretty good project, or he, or he could make something out of himself, right? But then they cut Bailey Zappi, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. Everybody was telling me Bailey Zappi was better than Mac Jones, and he should start over Mac Jones. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, what? What? I, I, I know. And now he's cut. So it's like to me, it's it's very confusing, and I just don't know why they have one quarterback on the roster. It's it's starting to seem like ever since that Brady left, it's like Patriots are doing things they have never done before. I just if like, that makes sense, yeah. Like, but like 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 last year, they had a defensive coordinator as an as their offensive coordinator, and 
now they're they're going into the season nine days away from opening kickoff and they have one quarterback on the roster. Well, how are you going to get the other quarterback back up to speed just in case you actually really needed him? Because if Mac Jones gets hurt week one, what do you what's your plan? This is why he Bill Belichick, bro. He lost his fastball. What's your plan? Lost that's that's my only question. He's like Jamie Moyer. He's always got a plan, but look, are are the Patriots looking to trade for a veteran to coach up Mac Jones? Like to me, that would make sense because you have too many young uh, quarterbacks on the roster. Who's Mac Jones going to learn off of? But if he bring in a, a, a veteran quarterback, now Matt can learn from him. You know who would be a good guy to get there? Matt Ryan. Professional, been there before, Bill Belichick type of guy. Puts his head down, carries his lunch pail to work. You think Matt Ryan would go there, though, after losing to 28-3? to three? No, I, I don't think he would do that, bro. That's true. That would be some scarring shit. Yeah. That's, but, like, I, I'm it just, just doesn't make any sense. You, 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 It's an open competition. I mean, everybody's competing. Yeah. They're competing. Yeah, they're competing. And then you cut them. What? Yeah, well, maybe the, the the only logical explanation I can I can say is that they are going after a veteran quarterback, or they just want to prove to Mac they wanted to do it for Mac Jones' confidence and say you are our guy, no Bill Zap shit, no Millie Cunningham shit. You are our guy. Take the reins and go for it. It's not a bad idea to bring in a veteran quarterback though, especially to help no, Mac Jones. Not. No, I it's actually I actually like if that's the reason why they cut these guys, I don't hate it. But you can't like you can't expect to go get somebody without them signing and then cut your players beforehand, because there's no guarantee that player is going to come to you anyway, unless you trade for somebody. They some dogs. So like I don't know who they can trade. I mean I, I'm just trying to figure out a quarterback around the league, but I, I don't I don't have a quarterback in mind. I don't. I have no idea. I don't. I have no idea. I really don't know somebody they can bring in. Once maybe Brady goes there and kind of coaches a little bit, but he's Brady's a part owner of the Raiders now. Yeah, he ain't going there. He ain't going there. He'll be there opening week for for his statue or whatever his celebratory you know uh, day. But I outside you know outside of that, I think Brady's staying away from that organization. I think he's gonna want to retire as a Patriot, but he's got a stake right now with the Raiders, and I think he's he's gonna expand his TB12 brand to Las Vegas. Agreed. All right, guys, that concludes episode 170. We'll be back next Wednesday to preview Thursday night, give our Super Bowl predictions, MVP predictions, offensive rookie of the year, and all that shit. Theories, take it away. That was a pod. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate all the love, support, and the comments. If you guys haven't done so already, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell on YouTube. We are also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Megaphone, Stitcher, and all that other shit. Also, follow us on all of our social platforms as you do not want to miss our daily content on X, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. And we will see you guys this Thursday at PNI, baby. I'm caps lock different. It's facts, not fiction. Said I black out for real, then the track gone missing. If it's cap, I'm dipping. We ain't talking about a move, then it's flatline finished. When I spaz, I'm grinning. Pull a peel off in the Sadies, and I pass by spinning. It's perks with the slate, but I don't have my skinnage. Took a quick trip, and now I'm back home winning. And I see they eyes pop like I snack on spinach. Pull up to the spot, she try and grab my digits. I'm already eight shots, a Henny past my limit. Here you go. Hazards with a dash full of tickets. I'ma act like I don't see them like I bet. Vision. Y'all can't pass my scrimmage. Way y'all tripping, it's Aruba. I realized I had to go.